Welcome to the Media Cat Magazine podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Pigger, editor at the magazine. Uh, and for today's pod, I'd like to welcome Eric Tan, head of music, chair and APAC partnerships at Riot Games. Welcome, Eric. Thank you, Mike, and a uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. We had some uh, technical problems before, which uh, I hold my hands up and say I'm very sorry for, and uh, praying to the podcast gods that everything goes fine this time. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can have a, a good little chat. Um, First off, I wanted to ask you, um, what do Riot Games do, um, for those that don't know, and what's your role there? Sure. Um, so Riot Games is a developer, a publisher of uh, some of the key franchise that you may have heard of, such as League of Legends, Teamfight Tactics, Legends of Runeterra, Valorant, Wild Rift, and more. We are also known for our esports tournaments, and also our Emmy Award-winning Netflix series Arcane, and our music business, which includes our virtual artists, such as Platinum Selling Group, uh, KDA, True Damage, uh, Seraphine, et al. And my role as head of Music China and APEC Partnerships is to uh, basically provide support to our global music supervision and strategic product teams and help to oversee campaigns from our roster of uh, virtual artists that include, uh, like what I mentioned just now, KDA, True Damage, Pentakill, DJ Sona, Seraphine, uh, as well as our other music releases uh, onto our uh, DSPs, the digital service uh, providers. And um, I just, I, I, I suppose I wanted to ask, like, um, with your role, you, you've been there about a year now, right? As I, as I understand it. Um, is your, yeah. Is, would you say, is your role quite unique to the gaming industry? Or, you know, is it quite a new role? Or there the sort of lots of sort of heads of music? Do you, do you guys kind of keep keep tabs on each other? Or... Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how it works in in in, in gaming because music and gaming is such a goes hand in hand these days. You know. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, well, to, to the first question, uh, you know, how it's been since uh, since I've been here for almost a year. It's it's been great, Mike. Sure. Uh, you know, Riot's got a very strong co- collaborative culture. You know, with 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 really good psychological safety, uh, um, and is very committed to you know putting our players first. Uh, we had a great year last year uh, where we had collaborations with the likes of Lil Nas X and Jackson Wang, uh, who both perform at the World's Championships. And um, and we're looking to do more. So uh, stay tuned uh, to to find out, you know, what do we have in store next. As to the kind of intersection between music and gaming, I think uh, you can... You can argue it's both nascent, but it's been there also for a while. I think I think, you know, gaming companies have have always had you know music supervision functions but i think it's only in the recent years where we really see you know the uh the convergence you know uh, uh of the two you know with the likes of uh you know music you know travis scott on fortnite or uh, you know little nasics on roblox and uh and we're really really proud of what uh what the team here has done you know with our with our own virtual artists so um lots of lots of room to grow and lots of room to collaborate still Mm. Yeah, you guys have been doing amazing stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you, actually, sort of on a, on a wider note, um, what's your sort of impression of the uh, of the gaming industry since the, the pandemic began? Um, and I know you've only been there a year, but like, so you actually, technically, I guess you joined in the middle of the pandemic. Um, but, um, you know, lots of people were gaming more at home when, you know, things went into lockdown, etc. And I just wondered if that's leveled off much or actually it's just continuing to get bigger and bigger. We actually take a very optimistic view uh, that, you know, it is getting uh, uh, bigger and bigger. I, I think the pandemic only accelerates that, uh, especially in the markets of uh, Asia, you know, where, where mobile penetration 
um, is far is far greater uh, to that uh, compared to the North American markets, and um, and we're very very excited, you know, to be also investing in this space. Uh, you know, recently um, we've seen the promotion of uh, Leo Lin, our head of China, as a president, you know, into president of China and Mobile Grove, and also Frank Zhu uh, as our new chief operating officer to accelerate that growth. So, uh, so we can't wait to, uh, you know, share, you know, what we're doing in this space, but, uh, you know, we are definitely looking at this space, uh, closely, you know, in both sort of post pandemic and, uh, and, 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 and from a mobile growth perspective. Yeah. So I think things is weird. Like things have been around a long time, but also things seem to move incredibly fast without us realizing it. Like people are just really good to adjust, adjust adjusting to you know, a new way of gaming or, uh, you know, new ways to consume entertainment. It's, uh, even though it's still kind of pandemic times, it's kind of quite an exciting time. I wanted to kind of take a step back for a sec, like and, uh, looking at your history is quite, quite interesting. Um, you were born in Hong Kong, raised in the UK and US. You studied at uh, Cardiff University, uh, interestingly, and, and then went on to Stanford. Um, I wonder, did this sort of varied education kind of set you up well for your career? Um, and a sort of a, a, a follow-up to that, really, you know, did you always want to work in music in some way, or did you just fall into it? Uh, thanks for asking, Mike. Um, yeah, it's funny because I think being a third culture kid, uh, it's one of those things where I no longer who I root for in an Olympics. <laughs> you know, do you root for uh, Great Britain? Do you look for, root for uh, US, or do you root for China? Uh, but no, I think I'm, I'm very, very grateful for, you know, for, for this background. Um, um, uh, yes, at a very, very early age, I, I knew I wanted to be in music, but I've always, but I think it took me a while, you know, I wasn't sure that I wanted to be in the front lines, i.e. being a performer or, or, or wanting to be an executive and, uh, and, you know, and being born to Asian parents, uh, you know, it was, very, it was very, very quick for them to shut down my music dreams and to have me focus more on the business side of things. So as a compromise, I decided to go to the music business, you know, with my first gig with Warden Music uh, UK and then Universal Music uh, Regional Office in Asia Pacific. And then uh, and then uh, took, a, took a little bit of detour from 2010 to 2014 to spread my wings a little bit, Mike. And um uh, and it was at that time that I joined EA in China, which also which then led to GameLoft in China, and uh, and I was able to, uh, you know, I got involved in very exciting, uh, exciting launches of the gaming titles in China, such as uh, The Sims, uh, Need for Speed, and then uh, my calling card was really Despicable Me, Minion Rush, where, uh, you know, through lots of culturalizations, where you know the the game. Um, the, you know, we, we sort of broke records with the, we, you know, with the, with the download numbers in China, uh, where we're over indexed to that of the global numbers. So, uh, super proud of my time. And then, and then, yes, I guess I would really categorize myself as a, uh, a, a hybrid, you know, a, a hybrid of a record label executive, but also have a bolt on mobile game publishing DNA. And, uh, and it's been a, it's been a dream come true to come to ride because it is sort of the merging of the two worlds, right? Yeah, yeah. I sometimes think that's one of the most exciting places to be when you're in a kind of a fusion role a little bit. Um, you know, you, you're getting, like you say, you're getting perhaps two two of two passions involved. Um, speaking of who to support, like I reckon I reckon go for the underdog. So if you went to Cardiff University, then just support Wales all the time. 
always go for the underdog yeah um otherwise you just basically got two two global superpowers to support and then i don't know sort of change, reminds I yeah i don't know if you remember mike but like when uh you know when uh greg Rusetsky, the tennis player i mean uh, is actually but actually holds a british password you know what is it i think there was a joke like if he wins is british if he loses is canadian Yes, there's a, there's a lot of that that goes on with uh, with um, yeah, unfortunately, with uh, kind of British culture. I think of disowning people as soon as they uh, as soon as they're losing or something. But, oh yeah, we'll, we'll claim them if they're winning. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not good. I don't like it. I don't like it. But um, yeah, uh, so I, I guess um, one of the th- the other things when when my colleague first connected us to to chat about podcasts and things, I thought, hold on, Riot Games they do League of Legends, so that actually means they made the TV show Arcane. Um, I haven't played League of Legends actually, but I did, uh, yeah, I did like a lot of people probably just try out Arcane going, oh, what's this? And just being blown away by it. It was amazing. Um, and I just wondered how significant has been that, that, has that move into animation been for the company? Um, I assume it's brought your whole new wave of fans like myself, perhaps new gamers as well. Sure. Um, Arcane was really, you know, six years in the making, uh, by our executive producers, Christian Link and Alex Yi, and uh, and we couldn't be any happier of the outcome uh, because, like you said, we were able to expand beyond our games to other IP formats. You know, which in return delights our players in further. And then, um, and because of this uh, momentum and support, uh, we are now in production for season two. And uh, I wish I could tell you more, but uh, I couldn't reveal any spoilers. And uh, you know. But all I can say is alongside uh, season two, there will be a lot of uh, high quality music. So I can't wait to share, share that with you in in, uh, in, in due course. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, uh, definitely on my uh, on my to watch list, uh, Arcane season two. Um, I just I really love the whole aesthetic. But more importantly, I guess, you you know, you guys really zoned in and focused on characters and kind of, you know, told a really compelling story. So, um, you know, that it was it was amazing. Um, I was, I was reading actually as well that the, the Riot's invested more in the animation studio behind the show. Um, so I'm assuming you've got plans for more animation, whether it's Arcane or other stuff. And I'm, and I'm also assuming you can't really tell me, but um, yeah, I just, uh, that, that sounds exciting if that's what you're going to do. Short answer is yes. We're working <laughs> on a slate of both live action and animated TV shows and films. And uh, we're looking forward to bring more stories uh, to our fans. And that's, all I can say, I'm repeating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will be getting in trouble otherwise. That, that, that's fine. Um, I suppose one of the things, like from a sort of creative vision point of view, I, I realized that the uh, your uh, Riot's first music video, Get Jinxed, was was nine years ago. Um, and uh, the, the character of Jinx seemed to arrive fully formed there, as in what we saw in, in Arcane was what was in that video nine years ago. Um, and I'm, so I'm guessing as Jinx serves as, 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 a, as a blueprint for Arcane. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, it took six years to, to, to get the first se- uh, season, uh, you know, created. Um, and you've been at the company for the year, I just uh, for a year. I just wondered how that sort of vision and plan of where the company's going feels to you. Um, you know, is it must, it must be quite clear and strong given given me, me trying to read between the lines there. Um, it, it, was that the case when you came, came into, the, into the role? Yes. Um, so just, just starting, I guess, in terms of Jinx, 
again, Christian Link, our co-creator and, and uh, executive producer uh, of Arcane, was was really the creative forces behind uh, the Get Jings music video. And uh, from 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 there, our fans were immediately attracted to the character. Uh, and 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 at the time, and right there and then, we knew that there are opportunities to expand her story, right, um, including her relationship with Vi. Um, but at the end of it, you know, we're, we're really excited to continue our, our world building through our various entertainment formats, um, including new projects, uh, new music releases, uh, while we continue to uh, focus on developing the, the games that our fans know and love. So it, it's a, it is a, it is a balancing act, but, uh, you know, we're, we're all really passionate, you know, about, you know, playing a role in this uh, balancing act. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I wanted to sort of go, go a bit more into music, um, obviously with your role. <laughs> um, but how uh, it, it, the ways that Riot is evolving as a as a company? How does that sort of fit into what you do? Um, and for example, I was um, I was on the League of Legends YouTube channel, um, which has fifteen million subscribers, uh, listening to uh, Milio, the Gentle Flame, which was a, is a gorgeous piece of music. Um, I know when we took we talked uh, off camera a bit before, but um, saying about uh, because I was going to ask you if you were involved in that, but I think you said it was it was before your time. Um, but I guess I have a sort of a tack on question to that of, um, you know, when you encounter these things, you know, do you, do you get sort of professional envy going, oh, you know, I really wish I was involved in 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 that project or that music, or um, you know, you see a launch or a, a, a something done within music and gaming, you think, damn, I wish I'd got involved in that, or I wish I'd been part of that. Do you ever get that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think as you know as as creatives, you know, we, 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 we love producing, we love creating, right? And then I think by default, we, we love growing our portfolio. So of course, you know, uh, personally, you know, I wish, you know, I would have been there to, to be involved in it, but, uh, but I wasn't, <laughs> um, getting the case of Millie and Gen the gentle flame that was actually created by the talented folks at our league studio team. Um, I'm actually on the ride games music team. You know, we're, we're we're sort of like a label, you know, where we focus on building artist partnerships, uh, virtual artists, and uh, music related events. You know, but we do frequently collaborate with the league studio team. Uh, you know, who, who who are more responsible in in making the music and music scores for the game, and then we we sort of supercharge that. You know, with the we kind of more commercialize music and commercialize artist partnerships in a way that will serve. The fandom and, and expand the fandom from there. Mm. Now that makes sense. Um, I, I suppose, sort of following on on from that, I was um, another thing I was doing the other day was uh, uh, I was I was on TikTok and I stumbled on a sort of a, a, a music composer student, or you know, they're sort of studying kind of music composition, etc. Not necessarily to do with gaming, but they were watching a lot of or well, listening to a lot of like gaming tracks. Um, one of them was um, uh, the uh, Doom Eternal. Um, uh, soundtrack. I don't know if you've heard it, but if not, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link afterwards. I think it was composed by uh, Mick Gordon, but it's it's kind of metal and rock, and it's and sort of almost dancey and and, and and sort of driving craziness, and it's kind of amazing. I just wondered, like, when you hear things like that, or or when you're looking at stuff, you know, does it inspire you and go, you know, actually, this puts me in mind of a musician I want to work with, or um, you know. Uh, I suppose, I suppose thinking of music and gaming, do you, do you ever, do you ever get that where you're sort of like, actually there's somebody really unexpected that would be really cool to work with, um, that, you know, doesn't, you don't really think of when you think of perhaps 
music and gaming? Uh, so I think there's there's a couple parts of this. You know, in terms of certain like the scoring and you know maybe the kind of classical uh, aspect of it. You know, uh, we we don't have any plans right now at the moment. Um, but you know, we always like receiving new ideas from fans, uh, and then from there to you know help us produce produce that mix, uh, immersive experience. But I think that the the, the crossover idea is interesting because I think. Uh, you know, if you if you look at you know all the things we've done, such as you know, uh, with with K, uh, K, you know K KDA with K pop, True Damage with hip hop, um, and then uh, you know, uh, and then Pentakill, which is our, which is our answer to to metal. We we do want to serve you know we want to be able to serve all genres, and we do uh, want to serve our fans, uh, essentially building out that music universe and. Uh, but again, it's one of those things where uh, I can't really tell you more beyond that. <laughs> but there is a, fine. <laughs> uh, there, is a, there is a desire to build out the music universe Marvel style. So that's Ooh, that's all okay. I can say. Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, connect, connect, connecting. Uh, you want that sort of um, uh, um, so there's uh, Samuel Jackson's character whose name I'm completely blanking on and I will I have to hand in my cred, uh, credentials as a Marvel fan but you know the sort of uh, uh, person that connects all of those things together Marvel Universe style um, yeah I don't know who that would be or whether that's a particular type of musician or something you know that's, I don't know <laughs> that's very interesting right like they're like yeah like maybe have that kind of Mandalorian kind of character right that kind of connects mm -hmm. it all Oh, yeah, so it's essentially a Western, right? Man walks into town. <laughs> um, I, I know we haven't got too much time uh, left, so I, I'll sort of, uh, I do have more questions I want to ask you, so I'll zoom through them. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask was, um, do you, Raya, have any plans or do you have any plans to kind of get involved in more kind of live music stuff? Um, by this, I mean, uh, I recently attended a uh, orchestral performance of uh, the Royal Festival Hall in London, where they did pieces from like Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I was wondering if there are any plans for any sort of, I don't know, League of Legends shows, you know, hearing something like Milio the Gentle Flame performed by an orchestra would be, you know, pretty amazing, I think. I think there's, you know, events is quite broad, right? I think you can, you can interpret anything from a, from a concert to immersive experience as a live entertainment, under the bucket of live entertainment, right? So, um, so I will kind of answer that, you know, from that, from that context. So in terms of, you know, orchestral shows uh the short answer is none at the moment right but we're always you know looking to ways to grow our fandom that said at the live event side of things we you know uh we recently hired ashley wagner our, uh, our senior director in live events and entertainment to to help us uh you know grow this business further and uh and we're really excited to continue to bring you know immersive experience to fans and uh, and Ashley's a she's an industry veteran, you know, previously worked on Warner Brothers Discovery, and we're excited to continue to bring you know, immersive experience to fans, you know, under her leadership, alongside our uh, global head of music events, Marie Egan. Hmm. I mean that 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 sounds like an exciting appointment. Then, um, yeah, uh, more more orchestral stuff. I don't know. I just feel like um, I was reading a lot of things about with the pandemic. A lot of people are valuing that kind of live shared experience more than ever. Um, you know, sort of yeah. ways to connect, etc. I don't know; it could be exciting, but um, I'm just throwing random, random business ideas at you, basically. Um, 
Uh, cool. Well, actually, sp- speaking of that, I suppose one of the, another thing I stumbled on recently was uh, Secret Cinema. Um, they had a winter event in LA, which was was arcane themed, um, which looked amazing. Um, I just wonder, you know, again, more plans for arcane arcane themed events. Uh, bring them to London, perhaps. Stay tuned. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's like it's like I've seen your entire business plan, and I'm just throwing guesses at you and going, "How about this? How about this?" Um, I, 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 I know. We have... I guess. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's almost as if you don't even need to try hard to connect the dots. You know, like with the with the momentum that we had with season one, and now about to do season two. You know, the possibilities are are endless, and and uh, and and with the culture ride, you know, uh, you know, we 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 owe it to ourselves to continue to provide these immerse, immersive experience, uh, you know, that our that our fans want. So uh, so we're working on it. <laughs> uh, I I believe you. It sounds exciting. I'm I'm excited about where it's going to go. Um, speaking of excitement, um, I wondered what uh, kind of obviously you probably can't say too much with with Riot, but um. What kind of excites you about the world of kind of gaming and music this year? You know, is there anything that you sort of got your eye on or big launches or stuff coming up where you're like, oh, that'd be really cool to see? Uh, big launches this year. Can't really say much, but we will. We want to grow our music universe. Uh, and then, you know, we also have plans to provide more kind of immersive experience and formats uh, in a way to delight our fans. So, uh, I wish I could tell you more, but 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 all all shall be revealed uh, around our our, our once a year world championships. You know, um, I think we'll showcase some surprise there, and then of course the other one, the other one. Oh gosh, we haven't after, after uh, even mentioned this is Valorant, the Valorant franchise. You know, which is our which is our other key key title. And uh, and this game will launch in China finally because we've got the government license uh, this coming summer, and then uh, so I think this game is going to be, you know, hopefully will be even even more successful than than it already is. So those are the few, kind of few, uh, just a few things in our pocket. <laughs> yeah, quite quite a lot, I imagine. Probably, probably you're probably giving like a tiny little slither of what you guys are up to. So it sounds like a lot going on. Um, I know we have to wrap up in a sec, so I have a final question for you. Um, it's kind of a silly one, but I really want to ask it. Um, have you seen the Apple TV show Mythic Quest? And is is that what it's like working for a gaming company? Because I'm kind of, you know, like like in Mythic Quest, I don't know if you've seen it, but, you know, a, a creative director with increasingly wacky ideas running around with a sword and an axe. You know, is that what it's like at Riot? I'm really hoping it is. <laughs> I, I, I wish, you know, we, we would have that high level sense of humor. <laughs> but I would say that Mythic Quest is probably a caricature version of what it's like to work on Riot. But but look, I think again, you know, Riot is a, is, a, is a great company, and it you know, with with great collaboration, and we're really focused on providing the best experience for our fans and and gamers. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, we all share the same values, um, and and we just and, and we can't wait, you know, to continue to share. You know our, our our work with all of our fans and gamers, and uh, if I may say so, you know our best work is yet to come. So, uh, really excited. Uh, I be- I believe you, and I'm excited as well. I'm looking forward to any and all arcane stuff I can get hold of. Um, but yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yes, and also I'm going to check out more of the music because I really love that Milio, The Gentle Flame. That was a gorgeous piece of music and we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, but yeah, then for we'll, now... We'll, we'll just forget that we also have we have Valorant soundtrack, we have Valorant soundtrack, and then there's KDA, True Damage, Seraphine, so... Okay, so you're going to... Yes, you're going to have to send me a few links. Leave all of those <laughs> under your playlist. <laughs> yeah, so send me a few links, we'll put them in the show notes and we'll um, we'll stick them in uh, bits and bobs on, on, on the magazine website as well. Um, but yes, uh, wonderful conversation. And I just want to say, uh, thanks Eric so much for coming on the, uh, media cat magazine podcast. Pleasure. Thank you. Bye.